Hi there. How's it going? I'm exhausted. Let's Same. just <laughs> Elena. <laughs> Same. Holy shit. Oh gosh. Well, welcome to now. I'm um you know, I feel <laughs> I <laughs> I feel disappointed and I had zero expectations. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> this got me through uh troubling times. Um, really stressful times, and I was happy to have it playing. I'll just never get that time back. Yeah, yeah. I'm Stephanie, and I'm Elena, and this is Betuish. This was an art podcast where we shit on our childhood movies. <laughs> I don't even know if this is considered childhood movies. When was this out? Two thousand nine. I was in high school. Uh, yeah, I was fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it then either. <laughs> I don't remember it. I thought I had watched this film. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> there were certain parts of it I was like, yeah, okay. But again, did I did I imagine it? Did I did I dream this? No. I only remembered the fact that there was planes involved. <laughs> See, the air and space it's fine. Uh <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I wish we didn't. We have so much going on. Gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, today, <laughs> I told Elena that we needed, like, a quiet, chill day. And she was like, okay. And I said, how about instead of watching a good movie, we watched part two of Night at the Museum, which specifically is Night at the Museum 2, Battle of the Smithsonian. And I wish you had said no, Elena. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I... I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't for this. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a ranty episode. Is what we're we're, we're going to try to do everything but talk about this film, this Ben Stiller vehicle. What did bring me joy was the art pieces that came to life. See, but that only stressed me out. Although I did appreciate that they were like, oh, new things. And we were like, yay. But then it stressed me out because there was a lot of art manhandling. <laughs> there was... There was, and a lot of destruction that uh, <laughs> just hurt that they did not my talk heart. About, that they did not talk no. about. That they did not talk about. That they did not talk about. The next day, when the when the when the guards and everyone else came back and noticed all the shattered glass and everything out of place, what was their reaction? I want <laughs> is my question. I want a whole movie dedicated to the the aftermath of Battle of the Smithsonian. <laughs> I want the National Guard called. I want the president involved. I want curators across the entirety of the Smithsonian. I want... Mm. Wow. I just... It truly amazed. It, it, it surprised. It upset. I laughed. I, I laughed a lot, actually. <laughs> I think I was in... I think I was in the right headspace for this film, though. I wasn't. <laughs> That's fair. You shouldn't I, be. <laughs> I did not laugh. Not once? <sighs> Come on. I went aw at, at one moment, like, aww. But, uh-huh. but that was when the monkeys hugged. Uh, oh, I see. That was kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, I don't think I made any other sound. No? Not the entirety of the film? I thought there was some... I thought there were some moments, um, specifically like when we were introduced 
to the 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 talking uh Roosevelt. I thought that was very funny. Have we met before? No, sir. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've we've got a we've got a, a Theodore at a, at the museum on a horse. I thought I thought that was. <laughs> I mean, Robin Williams brings joy everywhere he truly went. Truly, and and we had we had some fun uh, villains of history moment. I appreciated that. Uh, Ivan the Awesome was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. the the Napoleon complex. It's good to see that that humor was alive and well. He he wasn't even that short. No, he was taller than the British. It was propaganda. Uh, um, I wish that they had talked about that, but of course, this film was made in two thousand nine, so there's only so much. I thought it was funny. Let's <laughs> let's talk about like basic oh, facts. Oh no. <laughs> One more good thing. The uh all of the all of the um the flashlight scenes. <laughs> oh my god. I could have lived without the the Brunden commentary, but I thought that, that the rest of it was very funny. <laughs> I think that whole scene was only there so they could get Jonah Hill in it. Jonah in Hill again. Another another film in which we're just bringing some of the greats. Uh <laughs> Was who played the thinker? Oh, no idea. <laughs> I'm gonna Google that because I I wanted to make sure that it wasn't Schwarzenegger because I thought it was. No, I think it was just animated. Yeah, but the voice. Oh, because um, the cherubs were really funny. I think that was a boy band. No. Uh, oh, I know another thing that was inconsistent. <gasps> Wait, was fuck? it the Jonas Brothers? Holy fucking shit! It was Jonas Brothers. <laughs> was it? <laughs> They did have the last song, the Damn. credits song, was Jonas Brothers' song. So the wow. main soundtrack was Jonas Brothers' song. Wow, and that's they so do, funny. the Cupids do sing uh, Love Bug at some point. They so do. They do. They and did at first push I was that. like, wait a second. And then it was. <laughs> how? Uh, how? Oh, no, just kidding. Hank Azira. Was Kamunra the thinker and Abraham Lincoln? Uh-huh. Okay, good to know. That makes sense. That's a very young eight. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> let's get into it, shall we? Let's uh, let's get into it. The, the movie itself was released in 2009, and it was written by Robert Ben Garrett and Tom- Thomas Lennon, and it was directed by Sean Levi. The budget was higher than the first movie, uh, so it was $150 million uh, budget, uh, and it grossed $413 million worldwide, uh, which is less than the first one did, which makes sense, because sequels don't sequel. usually... Yeah. <laughs> it's gauche at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of the film was uh, most of filming was done in Vancouver and Montreal, but they did film some scenes in the Smithsonian in Washington D.C. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's the the Lincoln Memorial scene is in uh, filmed there, um, and also they there were scenes that were shot in the Natural History Museum or American Museum of Natural History in New York that we 
didn't have with the first movie. So you can see that they uh, they tried. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. I like that the uh, the filmmakers then loaned the uh, the Smithsonian Institution prompts that were used in the movie. Uh, the ones that we saw at the Smithsonian Castle actually yes. to the Smithsonian to the point where they made like a brochure available um, that outlined where to find the artifacts. I thought that was cute. I mean, the best thing about this movie is that it did bring PR to the yeah. Smithsonian. It's the same I, with I the first one. I don't know if they one. need it, but, <laughs> I, but I thought it was cute. I mean, did the American Museum of Natural History need it? No. And we know that. <laughs> but but alas. it was in terms of community engagement, in terms yes. of using pop culture yes. <laughs> in your museum, which we talk about often here, I thought it went super successfully. And by Ugh. successfully, I mean, I wish I was living in D.C. at the time. <laughs> this uh, movie is specifically made for seven-year-olds, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> It's a PG-13 movie, I thought. <sighs> Is it a G? I think so, right? Hold on. It's it's more it's um the way it flows shows that it was made for Kel. I mean, the way that the pacing was for sure. Amelia Earhart slapping the main character. Okay. Well, this this parent of a 4 and 9-year-old thought that this was a perfect movie for older kids but not for tweens. That doesn't make sense. Anyways. Mm. Good historical information. You're lying to yourself. It's fine. <laughs> Hold on. I'm, I'm Googling. If it's, a, I, it, it's probably a G movie. I'm pretty sure. It is a film that is rated... Uh, oh, it's PG. Huh. Nice. That makes sense. <laughs> Hachi fucking Machi. What a film. Also, uh, the timing. I just, I truly, in the span of a night. One night. One night. The, uh, so in the first one, I would give it to the pacing being mildly appropriate because of the, you know, the, um, uh, <laughs> you can kind of see it happening over maybe if you, if you closed your eyes and stretched it a week. No, it was it, three days. <laughs> no, it's, the first one you, was three days. <laughs> when we watch the third movie, if it truly only, if the entirety of the film happens over like a two day period, like from beginning to end, I'm going to be very upset. Well, well, here's my well. theory and prediction. Uh -huh. Since the first one was three days and this one is one day. I'm guessing the next one is going to be an hour. <laughs> that is my prediction. The course of an afternoon. Yes. <laughs> Fuck me. I just well, it can't be. It has to be an evening, Eleni. It has to be before midnight. Fine. I'll give you four hours then. I'll give you four hours. God damn it! It's just it's so funny. Because you can tell this movie was made in 2009. I think, I think the first movie has a little bit, an air of, of, uh, timelessness to it. But there was such a Spy Kids vibe. <laughs> did yeah. you catch, did but you catch Spy that Kids Danny, is good. <laughs> did you catch that Nikki had a, uh, 
a MacBook. Did he? He had an Apple computer. Product placement. <laughs> Product placement in 2009. Could you believe it? And it was the multicolored Apple too. So I was just like, damn. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. It felt so Spy Kids. There was, there's, so. Did we even but, get into the film? Did we even? Spy Kids is good. <laughs> Spike it's is dumb and for kids specifically, and uh-huh. it's 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 a lot of fun because it's so over the top. This oh, one man. was over the top AF, but it was not fun no. because <laughs> because they did so many things wrong. They did so no, they just did so much. They period. Just, that that's also true. They did. They could not stop. They said we have these ideas, and do you remember the whale? From Night at the Museum 1. Yeah. That was extra. <laughs> this this entire movie felt like uh, that scene, specifically. Yeah, that's fair. All, like, they shove new characters in your face, and it's like, okay, that's fine, but 50 of them? <laughs> uh, I just... I, this is... <laughs> oh, so, I don't even know, because we're, we're truly never going to get that, like... 105 minutes back. No. This film felt more visually stimulating because if Night at the Museum was all about, like, here are some historical figures and here are some replicas and dioramas and wax figures of characters that, like, are doing things and here's a coherent plot that you can follow, um, this movie said... What if we shoved as many references as humanly fucking possible into mm. one film? What yeah. if we made this film a guessing game, an I spy, if you will, of of some of the history's most important discoveries, while also talking about the Smithsonian, which as a, like, monolith of history and knowledge and importance and uh, impact... Is also just a place full of stuff, like mm. giant squids. Yeah, amazing. It it truly is one of the funniest situations. This this movie was. Um, I mean, to be fair to wild. the movie, we don't really know what's in the archives, <laughs> so That's there true. might be a giant a squid in it or octopus. Was it, yeah, it was an octopus. You're right. Oh, you're right. You're right. Octopus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone. <laughs> yeah, you better be. <laughs> <laughs> It did win a Teen Choice Award for comedy movie in 2009. Again, it was a very 2009 movie, and it had Robin Williams in it. It was destined to win. What other movies came out in 2009? I don't know. Not good ones. Oh, but there were some good ones. In 2009? Oh my god, 17 again came out then. Proposal? Oh, is that the one that we're like, here's a pretend... It's pretend engagement with... Uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Fantastic Mr. Fox came out in 2009. That's one of the I've best movies. Never seen it. It's really great and very Is weird. It? And I watched it high and I laughed my ass off. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Ice Age 3, Dawn of the Dinosaurs came out. Gross. No. <laughs> Flush it uh, to the toilet. Coraline came out 2009. Coraline is good. Coraline is really good. 
What Paul Blart's Mall Cop came out in 2009. That's uh, that's in the same alley as Ned at the museum. <laughs> Princess and the Frog came out. Avatar. Have I told you I've never seen Half-Blood Prince? Uh, I thought you said you haven't read it. Oh, I've also never seen it. Mm. Because I never read it. Oh, Orphan came out in 2009. That's all right. Avatar came out in 2009. This is just going to be us listing movies (laughs) that came out in 2009. Honestly, more interesting. Oh, The Road came out in 2009. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer's Body! 500 Days of Summer! Oh, two very different... Too very- oh, Up came out in 2009. Inglorious Bastards came out the other night. A lot okay. of good movies came out in 2009. <laughs> and Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian came out. What I did enjoy was hunting down all of the artworks. Did you? That stressed me out. Because they were taking their sweet ass time. They were. <laughs> My question the is. The pacing in this film was bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> the whole uh, V-Day a VJ day in Times Square scene where they go into the painting mm-hmm. and then they spend however amount of time there and come out and nothing has changed. Yeah. It's weird. How is that painting so big on the inside? I mean, cause it's Times Square or it's, it's photographs. Sorry. It, it is, it is Times Square. Yeah. But still another thing that really set me off that kept throwing <laughs> me off was the fact that all of like the characters knew things from like if not from their lifetimes sure so like the cupids were singing pop songs from the 2000s how do they know those songs so i mean we kind of had a little bit of that at night at the museum where we did, like but you get you get cultural exposure by being at the museum yeah right? but so when when we have like the whole scene of in the dark and we're looking for that fucking flashlight i thought that it was a fever dream <laughs> i thought perhaps we would have larry daly wake up in his bed in a cold sweat you thought wrong because once george once george foreman was on the floor i said this cannot be real this cannot be real. This cannot be real. This cannot be real. Alas. It was real. Alas. Uh, he had made it rich and famous, which I guess is good for him? Question mark? Yeah. Um, uh, and then... <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the plot a bit, because... Let's, let's only briefly talk about... Let's briefly, briefly talk about it, because I get very upset. Yes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so I'll get into the I'll get into the IMDB uh character errors mm. uh yes. later. But but first but first the plot. So what what happens is, like you said, he is now a rich man who sells like flashlights and stuff like that to people. Well, he sells instruments. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like little advancements on regular tools. That's uh, what he sells, basically. <laughs> and he hasn't been back to the museum in a long time. And he goes back, and apparently, some of the collection is leaving forever to, and going to the Smithsonian, to the Federal Archives there. And apparently, the they're all leaving, but the tablet is staying in the museum. Yeah. However, Dexter, the monkey, 
he steals the tablet and takes it to Smithsonian with them. And then all hell breaks loose. And uh, Larry has to go to Washington, D.C., and sort out everything. And apparently there's an evil brother of Achman Ra there who wants the tablet and wants the power that it offers. And apparently can open the door into the... I don't even know what that is. Hell, I guess. Hell. <laughs> or the underworld. Yeah. The, the world of the dead. Yeah. And, I Because uh, it's, you know, we just had the mummy come out, so we might as well also have... Yes. Uh, a, uh, Mummy is great. <laughs> an an, uh, an Amotep level villain, I guess. Yes. And uh, what happens is he goes there. He There's a pointless scene with the guard who is played by Jonah Hill. Sorry, I forgot Jonah his Hill. name suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brendan, thank you. Yes, Brendan. <laughs> Brendan. Brendan, even though it's spelled Brendan. That scene took too long. It did. It did. Elena, that scene was so fucking long. <laughs> so he gets the tablet, <laughs> but it's night now, and I do well, not I just, understand well, why he just does not turn off the tablet. I don't get it. Because we know how. <laughs> we I saw it in the first it. movie. He's done it. He's he did done it. it. <laughs> I, I'm watching him. I'm watching him do it, and he oh could have been God. like... Here, guys, turns thing. Oh my god! Ta-da! I, I, I did. <laughs> and at no point do they explain it. No. Like, and at no point does he like stop it. He has the tablet. I just it baffles. <laughs> it baffles. It baffles. Oh it god. baffles the mind. And then it's the whole process of him against this new villain whose name I don't even remember anymore. Common Ra or something? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the uh, the illustrious brother. The illustrious brother played by a white man. Oh, a Jewish man. Uh, uh, white, yeah, a white Jewish man. <laughs> uh, I- I'm not saying anything bad about the actor because he's actually pretty great, but... Still. One of one of the better features of this film. But yes. Still. Uh when you have Rami Malik playing <laughs> the brother <laughs> playing Achman Ra, it's yeah. um Alas. Funny. Alas. <laughs> they make a lot of bad jokes, uh, as usual, and the worst thing they that they do is repeat jokes two and three times, which is the worst thing in comedy, I think. No, Especially like of three. Rules of three. <laughs> Look, like, <laughs> John Mulaney can do it. Oh, and John. Cameron Diaz, uh, or Ca- uh, what, what's her name? Not Cameron Diaz. Uh, I guess famous comedian. Cameron Diaz. No. <laughs> Cameron Esposito. Yes. Oh. Cameron Esposito can do it. She repeats a lot of, uh, she has a lot of repetition in her jokes, but, but she's funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. And they're not. I mean... Yeah. I mean... Yeah. yeah. Let's just no. move on with the plot. We get introduced <laughs> to a bunch of new characters. Uh, and uh, Amelia Earhart gets introduced to his place, who's played by Amy Adams, and she's really great, but still, I think she's overacting for this type of movie. No. Um, <laughs> and then the bad guy 
is joined by other bad guys like uh was it Al Capone and Napoleon and the and, Russian and the Russian who says two words in Russian and I don't understand a single word like what what did they say I don't I don't get well, it. He said a lot of he said a lot of da. He said a lot of da. Yes. And I that's, think he that's said Russian. I think he said one word that means archers, but there were no archers in his <laughs> in his <laughs> in his team. So I don't know who he was talking to, but apparently <laughs> the guys with spares are archers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's it's that other uh, Russian <laughs> translation that you yes, weren't talking. Right. Right. <laughs> I always I always find it very funny when someone speaks Russian in a film that I am watching with you cuz I do come and double check with you. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> most of the time I can't understand like most of the movies I can't understand what they're saying in Russian cuz their accents are so bad. Especially <laughs> completely not related but Arrow the C- TV series. Uh-huh. The, the main actor in that one was fluent, quote quote, in Russian. I didn't understand a thing he was saying. Oh, not oh. a single word. Was that accent or because he was just saying? Uh, no, I think he was saying real words. I just think his, ac- his accent was so off that I just could not place what he was saying. But that's beside the point. Let's get back to the plot. <laughs> oh, what happens next? So a lot of uh, running away from the bad guy, trying to find, uh, trying to save his friends who are locked in like a cradle. Yeah. And then Jedediah, the tiny miniature guy, gets captured and put in a, an hourglass. They have to figure out the code of the... Ah, uh, Jed. Oh, uh, uh, that, that pissed me off. How did they get him into the hourglass is my question. Well, uh, does it open? You take this, there's a stopper. You have to fill it yeah, with sand. It's an ancient Not necessarily. artifact. The sand doesn't disappear once it's inside. You can just put it inside and then seal it up. I don't know how hourglasses work. You just, you... You take the little stopper out, you fill it with sand to fill one half of it, and then you close and stopper it back up, and when you flip it over, it doesn't pop out. That doesn't, that doesn't, I've watched enough cartoons to see people get put into hourglasses. That does not bother me. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Aladdin is what comes to mind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. With less magic, although still the same amount of magic. And they have to discover this... This uh, code for the tablet, and they go to to different building of the of the Smithsonian to the Air and Space Museum, and uh-huh. great museum. It's a great museum. Apparently, the artifacts only come to life as soon as the tablet gets into the place, into which the- then offers several interesting situations. <laughs> yes. Also, why? Does everyone else in the other building stay alive? Because the tablet is now away from them. Shouldn't right. they like it not affect them anymore? Isn't it unless, radius related? Unless they've, all, unless they've all had a sip from the tablet water, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I it don't it know. made no fucking sense. And then what happened to all of the animals that were running about? Why did no one like talk about that? There was it's no guards. Like, there were no guards! 
<laughs> you need security passes for everything, but there are no guards. No. Oh, man. Oh, uh, don't forget. Don't forget. Oscar the Grouch and Dark Vader, Darth Vader cameo. That was useless. Um, <laughs> waste of time. Waste anyway. of time. So much of this movie was just like cameos. <laughs> yeah. It's to cater to the kids, right? I, I mean, guess. Darth Vader and uh, what is that show called? Sesame Street? Yep. The characters from there. <laughs> Do adults watch those? <laughs> I mean, Star Wars, yes. Uh, but yes. the other one. I've never seen gonna- Anything if you're gonna watch, before. if you're gonna watch Sesame Street, you typically watch it with your parents. So yes. Oh, what else? That's <laughs> uh, just all. So so they they have to go decipher the code on this tablet. Yes. And like any good tablet, there's an Egyptian riddle. So you have to go talk to Einstein, Teddy yes. Roosevelt, who ah, yes. is First Teddy. very clearly a uh, Egyptologist. Of course, yes. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> it made no sense. Nope. He's just that smart, so no he'll know sense. everything. He's just smart. <laughs> Nowhere does it ever imply that Teddy Roosevelt is a smart man. He's an impulsive man. <laughs> <laughs> just because he was uh, Larry's guide in the first movie because he knew the space doesn't... It's stupid. It's so fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Elena, it's <laughs> Come so on, bad. Let's, let's continue. No. <laughs> let's get through this so we can be done with this. <laughs> no, it's not like that. It's just annoying. The plot, specifically. But they go to the little Einsteins to get the code. And yep. it's pie. Of course it is. Of fucking course it is. <laughs> so we get to learn the numbers of pi, yay! Or, or or we get to spend so much time trying to figure out how many versions of three point one four one five nine two six five has to be said in order for this man to be like, oh yeah, pi. What? <laughs> so stupid. He wasn't trying to write it down. He nope. wasn't trying to. Uh, nope. Fuck him. Oh, it was so bad, Elena. It was so bad. We do see some really nice pieces on the uh, on the way. We see the thinker by Rodin. Okay, I will say when when he was like, "Oh, this is new." When they came across like the painting of yeah. the kids ice skating, I was I was charmed by that. I did I did like the moving art. Um, I did like the the crying Liechtenstein girl being crying and the. Uh, <laughs> the VJ Day kiss. It's yes. really cool. You know, I, I I thought it was fine. I thought there was a lot of really cool, like, art things that were done to show what an art museum coming to life would look like. Because unlike a natural history museum, in which everything is kind of, like, around you, mm-hmm. you're you're limited to your frame. And so the fact that you can actually, like, enter the frame that that opens up the possibility of people being able to leave the frame if they wanted to um and then we had you know the the day god dancer we had the jeff coons uh balloon dog we had edward hopper's nighthawks now elena i don't know if you noticed this Hmm. and this is me to get picky um (laughs) yes so the art that was shown in this movie was from the National Gallery of Art, which is not a part of the Smithsonian. No? 
No. <laughs> they didn't call it the National Gallery of Art. They called it like the Washington Museum of Art. But that was the National Gallery of Art. <laughs> Is that in Washington? Yes. Okay. It's it's on the National Mall, so that's correct. But this wasn't Battle of the of the Washington Mall. This was night at the this is Battle of the Smithsonian. NGA is not a Smithsonian film uh institute. So that was funny. Was it at uh, least is it at least close to the to the other museums that were shown? Near it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um like I said, it's all so so the Smithsonian is kind of largely centered around the the National Mall, which is like this large green space. And it's um it goes from the Washington Monument to the White House, essentially. And you can it's street after street after street after green space after uh pedestrian area that kind of um has all of these free museums on it. And and there are some that are on other streets and there are some that are on other streets. But like <laughs> It baffles the mind because, like, there are art museums in as a part of the Smithsonian Museum. Mm-hmm. For example, there's the African Art Museum that just opened there, or just opened, has been open for a while now. There's the Freer Gallery of Art. There's the Renwick Gallery. All of that is part of the American, the American Art Gallery, which is like this larger branch, the American Art Museum. But what they showed. <laughs> <laughs> was the National Gallery of Art. <laughs> Yikes. And I only know this because, A, I wrote my thesis on the National Gallery of Art, huh. and, two, <laughs> my mother worked at the National Gallery of Art. Oh. I, 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 I know the space. <laughs> wow. Baffles. It baffles. Wow. I saw the fountain and I said, no, this is the NGA. What are you doing? No, this is fine. Smithsonian? Okay. Incorrect, but okay. Uh, and the Air and Space Museum, the one that they... its That's also funny, because there are technically two Air and Space Museums. That's and while true. there is one on the mall, there's also one near the airport, which is the larger one. Now, granted, I don't know what was there in 2009, but I'm pretty sure that the majority of the uh, space... Like, the actual rocket ships mm-hmm. and such... We're at the other museum. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's fine. This is very interesting. Wow. <laughs> they just oh. they just did that. <laughs> they they just said we wanna we want we want chaos where there's a, a, a loading sequence and a launch sequence. <laughs> we wish to give Larry Daly a heart attack and everyone watching a heart attack. See, they were so concerned, they were so fucking concerned about breaking a building, and then they ran a paper plane <laughs> into the Smithsonian Castle. Into the stained glass. I just got really upset. Oh, it hurt me. Oh, man. Elena, one of these days, we're A, going to do an episode on the Smithsonian, so we're not even going to get too deep into it. And two, we're going to get into, um, we're going to do a vlog. The next time I can bring you to the United States, we're going to DC. Okay. So, uh, yeah, things happen. They eventually get back to the bad guys, and they get saved by... The the Lincoln Monument again baffling. 
Uh, the amount of the amount of sexual frustration in this film it was such a horny movie without needing to be a horny movie why the fuck they were like you know who we're gonna pair up together amelia arhart and larry daly why and we're gonna make her assault him actually though like straight up sexually harass this man for hours and then like throw herself on him yep and she's supposed to be a role model CommonSenseMedia.org calls Amelia Earhart a role model. <laughs> it baffles, it baffles the mind, Elena. I truly, I truly had such a funny time watching this stupid movie. Um, <laughs> because it really upset me. <laughs> yeah. There, there was so much, and, and see, here's what pisses me off even more, right? Mm. It is established. It is clear-cut canon in movie one that that all of the sculptures know that they're sculptures. The artifacts know that they're artifacts. The art knows that it's art. Yeah. (laughs) Teddy has a whole heartfelt moment where he's like, I'm not actually Teddy Roosevelt. I was was made in a factory in Poughkeepsie. Yeah. So so when, (laughs) when Larry's like, I don't want to tell you that you're a wax sculpture that will turn to dust at sunrise if you're outside of the museum which also has i have so many questions about what happened uh then she just flies herself back home she flies herself so dc to new york is not a one-hour flight (laughs) yeah i'm guessing it's not so so the fact that it was almost sunrise um (laughs) they're pretending like they just traveled like one neighborhood to another like no they went from dc to new york <laughs> in with, an airplane in a tiny airplane with like with 50 but they had like 10 people with them in this two seater airplane i don't how did everyone fit in there i don't know i don't know but the walmart mention made me laugh in this film yeah <laughs> the deal with walmart what happened to that what did you tell Sam Walton? What did you do, <laughs> Larry? <laughs> oh man, it's just an infuriating movie. I don't know what else this, to say. The, about the it. plot holes, the plot holes, the plot holes, the, the plot, plot holes. holes. Plot holes. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna name some things that the um <laughs> I'm gonna read some of the IMDb goof 'em ups. Yes. The anachronisms, the characters, some continuity issues. I'm just going to list some of my favorites off of this list. Yes. And I think we can just call it because I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> yes, that's fair. <laughs> I think we've talked about it for long enough already. We truly have, and we're so sorry. <laughs> um, here are some IMDb goofs. One, at around an hour and six minutes in, the Egyptians did not have any concept of pie until over 800 years after the pyramids were built. And when they did, their calculation was incorrectly 3.16. The reason why pi seems to pop up in certain ratios of measurements of the pyramids is mostly is most likely because they could have used wheels as measuring devices. Mm. Interesting. Two, at around an hour and three minutes in, the World War II Tuskegee Airmen are wearing modern USAF flight jackets with Velcro. And although Velcro was invented in 1941, it was not patented, and it was not in common use until the 1950s. 
Also, that same jacket had a 50-star flag patch, but there were not 50 states until 1959, which was 14 years after World War II had ended. Yeah. Doubly, <laughs> triply so. Napoleon Bonaparte is depicted as speaking with a French accent, but it is known that he never had one because French was a second language of his, and he had a uh, Corsican accent, which just sounds closer to an Italian accent. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I think they didn't bother to do any any fact checking just went uh, entirely off of stereotypes and what is common knowledge for or like has been propaganda yeah. for all this time speaking of a uh, continuation of propaganda abel and dexter mm -hmm. larry calls them both proud capuchin monkeys yeah although dexter is a capuchin monkey abel is a rhesus monkey huh. although I love larry abel. is not a monkey expert so I love Dribble, but uh, the slapping scene was Ex excessive and boring. Yes, just like in the first movie. Another fun thing, George Armstrong Custer, who uh, not only introduces himself incorrectly as General Custer of the 7th U.S. Cavalry, despite only being a general in the 3rd U.S. Cavalry, mm -hmm. is rescues Larry by riding a motorcycle. Yeah. But motorcycles did not exist. When George Armstrong Custer was alive. So there's no obvious way he would have known how to start or control it. Yeah. Any Hoozlebees. <laughs> if you wanted any more proof that the writers did zero research for this movie, there you go. <laughs> I mean, truly, the, uh, the quick cuts between scenes in the Air and Space Museum, the White House, and the Abraham Lincoln, like the Abraham Lincoln Memorial imply that they're all like super close by. The White House is a mile away from the Air and Space Museum, and the Lincoln Memorial is over 1.6 miles away. And they just walked. Also, also, Grant Woods, American Gothic, Edward Hopper's Nighthawks are all at the Art Institute of Chicago. Oh. Rodin is at the Musée Rodin in Paris. But there's many... Venus Italica is at the North Carolina Museum of Art. Degas Ballerina is at the Royal Academy in London. And Jeff Koons' Balloon Dog is not a part of any museum's collection. I think, though, <laughs> that there is a thinker in the U.S. as well. There and is. And there is a, uh, the little dancer in the U.S. as well. Cause, uh, there is. Rodin made famously many pieces of his works. So. And they had a Degas exhibition at the um at the National Gallery of Art where they had a Degas ballerina. I think that was in 2012, question mark, but it's not the first time that ballerina at age 14 has traveled. Also, it's not the only Degas ballerina that exists. Yes. So that's I remember uh, when I was like eleven, uh, I was in the in New York, and I remember seeing Degas, a uh, uh, little dancer there, mm -hmm. and one of the maybe at MoMA. Mm -hmm. My favorite yeah, one, probably. and the one that truly made me baffled. Well, two things. One, 
Octopuses are ocean creatures that can only live in salty water. Yeah. But this is a magic octopus, which can breathe air in a museum corridor and saltless water in the Washington Monu- uh, Monument reflecting pool. Also, when that octopus threw himself into that reflection pool, right? Yeah. And we were all like, wow. Um, think back to Forrest Gump. The uh, the reflection pool is only 30 inches deep. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Think of forest running through the water. No. <laughs> That's not real. Yeah. Also, also, lastly, I guess, if we're going to disregard all of our fantasy uh, parameters established by the storyline, Abraham Lincoln is already an open-air memorial. Yeah. What happens when he's outside? Yeah. Nothing, I guess. <laughs> There's no there's no surveillance in the street when it's night no one is outside. This is Washington DC. In Washington DC, <laughs> no one lives after 12. Or this after is sundown. post 9/11 Washington DC and you're telling me that we don't have control of our airspaces? No. Nope. We will let the uh Amelia Earhart Lockhead Vega just like a uh, leave? <laughs> yeah. And not shoot her down uh, or ask what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Yeah, apparently no one is alive after 12. <laughs> after also, midnight. I suppose the, the most glaring plot hole that, that bothered me and also bothered IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Kamen Ra calls first his army from the underworld, he mm-hmm. uses the same language he used to command his own Egyptian followers to kill Ari, and they understood him perfectly. Yet when Abraham crashes in after Octavius to save Larry, Kamen Ra has to call like a bird to command them. Yeah. As they don't seem to understand him. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? 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 (laughs) Oh, man. I'm done. (laughs) Yes. uh, So am I. (laughs) Man. What a bad film. What a bad bad movie. Let's pick something better next time. I can't can't wait to watch the third. No. (laughs) We have to. Elena, we have to. We watched Indiana Jones. Uh, But we did it in one go. I know. I almost almost called you yesterday to ask you if we could just watch the third one and be done with it. But no. No. That is how we will end our year. No. Yes. We deserve better. We don't. <laughs> then that episode is going to be like 10 minutes. Max. I hope so. We're, we'll, we'll loop it into our Smithsonian conversation. No, we can do that. Well, no. Don't, I don't, don't even think know. of it like a viable episode. Don't think of I it as a viable episode concept. <laughs> Just shove it into another episode so it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't need a whole entire one for itself, I don't think. Though I have yeah. not seen that one at all. So, so it'll be who great. Who fucking knows? <laughs> it'll be a short episode. It'll be good for us. Yeah. Elena, thank you for doing this episode with me. <laughs> thank you too, Stephanie. I don't know what we've talked about or how we've killed an hour, but I, here we are. <laughs> I don't know. Did we say anything? <laughs> Was it? Did we the National Gallery of Art is not a part of the Smithsonian. If you walk away with nothing else. <laughs> yes. Yes. <gasps> Oh, man. Any final words, Eleni? Uh, this movie sucks, and uh, it wasted two hours of my life. <laughs> uh, light.
and life, a parent of seven and ten year olds, uh, gave this movie a five stars and said, wonderful family film. Loved this movie. It was even better than the first one. Loved the history, the characters, and the plot. And it was just plain hilarious. Sure. Good for you. I'm glad glad people liked it. Some people. An adult gave this film three stars and said, fun for the whole family, but nothing else. This was a good film, but nothing hugely special. I laughed a couple of times. And parents, there's nothing really to worry about here. There's a lot of action, but no gore. Thanks for reading. Thank you, movie man. Uh, I'm going to say there was a lot of sexual assault, movie man. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. For other weird plot points, thanks to Egyptian tablets that could have been resolved with a singular flip Uh. of a finger. (laughs) Blog posts, transcripts, and more. You can head on over to our website at (laughs) BYWRPod.com. You can also find us on Instagram at BYWRPod. And on Twitter at BYWRPod. And you can also email us on BYWRPod at gmail.com. And of course, you can check us out on Patreon. Our Patreon is the best way to support us if you like the work that we're doing here at BiWAP for come, some reason. Come say hi. We need it. <laughs> uh, Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. I don't promise. make bad films about historical inaccuracies and weird, horny wax doll. I promise we'll, we have better themed episodes. <laughs> <laughs> And remember, (laughs) when in doubt, titty out. Lovely. Lovely. Did you notice that there were also sculptures and works in the movie that had their titty out? I just, I felt, I felt seen. Yes. That was appropriate for us. (laughs) That was appropriate for us. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.